Friends, neighbors, loved ones, valued compatriots in this battle we call life, welcome to the Boy Hattie Podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Bill. We're here to talk to y'all about some pop culture detritus that we hold dearly to our hearts. Bill, how was your week, my friend? My week was doing really good until yesterday. I started feeling sick, and now my tongue really, really hurts. Your tongue hurts? <laughs> I got a little bit of a head cold, a little bit of a froggy throat, kind of sore throat thing. But for some reason, the muscles in my tongue really hurt. Oh, Bill. They hurt really bad yesterday, and so I didn't want to talk. So I felt bad because friend of the podcast, Conley, her birthday party was last night. Yeah. I really wanted to go. It was yeah. one of those things where I was like, I don't, I want to go, but I don't want to talk to anybody. So I just stayed home and watched uh, people speedrunning video games for charity last night instead of going out. And I felt like such a homebody, but I'm like, I my tongue hurts. And I had to tell people, I don't want to talk to you because my tongue hurts. <laughs> so I feel I a little bit better today, but yeah, I got some kind of weird head funk kind of thing going on. Um, so that's, that, that's, this is the most fascinating conversation in the world. How is this your, how- your tongue hurts. It just hurts. The muscles Body. hurt. Yeah, and it's I'm like... so glad that you and your moment of pain you have to do this podcast. I know exactly. <laughs> so actually, you know what? If I were smart, I should probably get some uh, fucking Advil just in case. Yeah, I, I right now just in case my tongue starts hurting more because I use oh, my muscles too much. Yeah. Maybe I ate too much this week and broke my broke my food spoon. Your tongue hurts. <laughs> my tongue hurts. Oh, I did too much. I, I I tried to suck my own dick so hard. I, I was gonna say the tongue. only times my tongue have ever hurt have not been involved in talking. Yeah, I was so about I'm trying to say to exactly. Yeah, how yeah. In this I don't have that excuse. That's the thing. I wish I, I wish I could complain about having eaten so much pussy. I broke my face. Um. Yeah. So how you doing? Poor Bill. Well, my jaw and mouthfeeler region is doing just fine. It's all um, moisturized. Exactly. Um. I am in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm glowing with the bloom of health, so yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I had a really quiet week. Um, it was a, both Foley and I had a really high stress week. We've got a lot of stuff going on personally and professionally right now. I'm working on wedding stuff and it's stressful and finances for that. Oh yeah, stressful. I didn't think about your wedding stuff needs to start kicking into gear now that you're going to get married this year. <laughs> I have I'm now in negotiations officially with four different pr- potential uh, bandana printers for a commemorative wedding bandana. So. so what do you have printed on the bandana? Anything special that you couldn't just like buy the bandan- bandanas wholesale? Well, I mean, I went. I'm not just going to get a bandana. It's going to be a commemorative wedding bandana. I'm still. What's the design? Is it going to have you guys' faces on it or something? Or yeah, what? just my face to scale. Oh. Kissable. That's going to be it. No, it'll be some sort of pattern and maybe with a date on it. It's going to be a tasteful commemorative wedding bandana. It should be like silhouettes of your guys' heads or something like that, or hairstyles. No, or, I don't know, some kind of. Not at all. It's going to be a fairly traditional bandana motif, and that it's going to be a heavy, uh, repeating pattern, and there's just going to be some sort of subtle. You know what the repeating pattern should be like? A pair of uh, of big boobs, and then like outstretched like gun arms, like making muscles. It should just be that interlocking or something like that. Sure, Bill. That's yeah, an excellent idea. This is why yeah. you are not designing my wedding bandana. <laughs> I'm only designing your next tattoo, which is even worse. Oh, yeah. That's At sh- least the bandana is, if you don't like him, you can just throw it away in a, into a dumpster and say, well, that this was $5,000 I didn't need. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, what anyway. do you want for a cake? What am I going to do for cake? Yeah, that's the most, cake? yeah fuck, fuck the bandanas. What about the cake? Not that you have to worry not, about the cake until later, but... I'm not going to do cake. Can I suggest... Are you still there? Yeah. 
I said I'm not oh. going to do cake. There will be no cake. Uh, I think there, we right? just lag for a second. Um, can I suggest a Swiss family, a Swiss colony friends log? <laughs> Forced friends log? There we go. Uh, can I melt the chocolate on the end so it looks like my cat's Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right, because you, you guys are doing Pacific Pie Company stuff, right? Yeah, we're doing pie. Foley, for her groomsman cake, is doing... A friend of ours does this amazing um, uh, almond uh, cake thing that is the, the best... No, excuse me, it's a walnut nut loaf. That is the best thing in the world. And so Foley the for least her sexiest wedding. sexiest sounding cake in the world, but yeah. It's so good, though. And it's uh, it's her grandmother's recipe, so she's going to make a tiered version of that for That's Foley cool. for our wedding. It's going to be good. You're, still, you're not getting hitched for another five months, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, dude, that's not a lot of time I anymore. know that's technically that's not a lot thinking, of time, yeah. I kept thinking, oh, it's next year. I've got time. Because we've got our venue figured out. We've got Foley's suit in the Have works. Have you told people the date yet? We're setting out save the dates by the end of the month, but I've told people in conversation. Yeah, because there's been a couple things where I've, I've already heard people talking about, like, you know, June is already, you know, because June, like, you guys are having a June wedding, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. everyone gets mar- married in June, you've always got, everyone's got conflicting, like, oh my god, I know three people are getting married on the same Saturday in June and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, save the dates are going out at the end of the month. Yeah, okay. So. Anyway, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a hell of a week, but uh, I haven't been doing much in terms of podcast fodder, except that I continue my playthrough of uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. This is your second playthrough, right? This is this is my second playthrough, and it is, we realized, our canon playthrough. Why canon now? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that I've... I've always struggled with a personal connection to Dragon Age, and I've never quite made it. I, I felt similarly about uh, Mass Effect at first, too. Playing Dude Dude Shep, I never really felt emotionally attached. It wasn't mm-hmm. until we played Femme Shep Renegade that I actually felt emotionally attached to, to Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. With uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, it, originally I played a Kunari Rogue. And as a Kunari Rogue, you have literally no dog. You have no dog in this race at all, you know? It's like, you you are not of this people. You are not of this faith. You are not of this continent Well, because at all. it's what? Humans versus elves, right? Or no, no, mages versus... It's not a it, race thing. It's, it's, a, it's a theological thing, right? Well, even then, like, the Kunari are not... Are basically aliens on this. Well, no, exactly, yeah. So you have no, there is nothing they attaching to They can't be mages, they can't be knights or templars or whatever, so yeah. Well, you can be a mage. My point oh, is, is that being a rogue Kunari, you have no, there's no stake for you. No, oh, okay. So this time I'm playing through as a human mage, and you have so many stakes in it that it's just, I'm so much more emotionally attached to this conflict. So now. the gender doesn't as much matter as much as, as it was in uh, Mass Effect? Well, I really do like the... Even though I'm a, a male human, I should be using the British voice because traditionally humans speak with a British accent in the Dragon Age universe. Okay. I'm using the American voice because I really like his performance and it's really good even though it's canonically inaccurate. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, really enjoying Dragon Age. Don't need to talk about it at length. Uh, but no, yeah, seriously, we've talked about Dragon Age so fucking much, yeah. But it's kind of great to play this game without feeling any particular need to tick off all the boxes. So, like, yeah. I'll go to an area and I'll be like, yeah, sure, I guess I'll close a rift or two, whatever. <laughs> and then move on with my life. Do you find yourself doing all the side uh, content, side quest stuff? Because you've already no, done that shit before. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't I don't really need to. The no, one okay. of my coworkers, I was talking to him this week, We we some people moved around and they, where people sit, which means there are these guys that I normally didn't get to talk to in my company, I get to talk to every once in a while. They're both playing Dragon Age, but they're fathers, so they're having to take their time playing it. And one of them was telling me that he just finished the Hinterlands. 
I'm like, what do you mean you finished the hinterlands? Like, well, you know, I just started and uh, I'm about 50 hours in and yeah, I just sewed up everything in the hinterlands except for the dragon. I can't kill the dragon. What the hell? He has not. With Bioware that they didn't anticipate that people might just stay there. Yeah, he never, he still has not left the hinterlands. I love that they have to go out uh, on the social media and tell everyone like, you know, there's other parts of the game that's not just the hinterlands. He has, he he approximates that he has spent 35 hours in the hinterlands. Yeah, because you could spend an entire game's worth of stuff just running around the hinterlands. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's great that you can just get lost in essentially the starting area of the game and play games worth of game right there but yeah, yeah it's, it's just funny that well yeah oh, that, that's pretty oh cute, my though. god I, keep, I, kept, I told him like three weeks ago I'm like leave the hinterlands leave the hinterlands <laughs> he did not listen to me he's done with me I still and need he, to go back to that game I still haven't touched it since I got uh, opened to was it Skyloft not Skyloft Skyhold mm-hmm. yeah so I need to go back to that Anyway, a Dragon Age is still amazing. Uh, Bill, what'd you do this week? Man, what the hell? I started work on the. And we always will start our week's worth of Lego fucking talk. Um, yeah. uh, on Friday, my Lego. What the hell? The detective's office showed up, and so I spent yeah. all day yesterday working on that. Well, not all day, but a pretty pretty big uh, chunk of the day. I only built like the first like quarter of it. I only built the pool hall. Um, yeah. This set, it's combined pool hall with detec- uh, detective's office with, like, a little bakery, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's funny because I love the idea of the set so much. I had really haven't checked it out. Like, I haven't exposed myself too much online to as to all, the, like, the stuff that's supposed to be in the set. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm still not quite sure what the exactly the final thing of this is supposed to look like. In fact, yesterday, because I was just wor- working on the little pool hall part... It was one of those perfect little Lego things where, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, one of the best things about Lego is you'll be building something. You know, if you're doing something from instructions, you'll be building mm-hmm. something, and you're like, I'm not quite sure what this is supposed to be, and suddenly you'll click something yeah. into place, and suddenly like, you're like, oh, and that happened to me yesterday with the pool table. Where I was like, what the hell am I building? And I started sticking green pieces onto it. I'm like, oh, oh, this is the pool table, and this is where the pool yeah. table is supposed to go. And then you put on like little, like super bright colored, like little, like a uh, uh, nubbins that are supposed to represent like the, the pool balls. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, oh man, it's fucking cute as shit. I've only really got like cute. this tiny last little thing built, but it took better part of a day. And yeah. I think I'll just work on it. Uh, it'll probably take a month worth, worth of Saturdays to kind of finish the whole thing. Easily. Um, that set took forever to build. Like, we, we really had... We took our New Year's vacation uh-huh. to build that set. It yeah, was so it took much me... Fun, so, the, it comes in four big parts. And yeah. I built the first... And, like, it's funny because the four big parts are kind of delineated by the uh, part bags that have numbers on them that come inside the box. And so I built uh, all the stuff from all the bags labeled number one and... All the bags are labeled like one through four, so essentially, yeah, I've built the one like the first like, and also the set is is pretty much two separate buildings, kind of side by mm-hmm. side, and I built the first floor of the first building. But yeah, super goddamn cute. I I I, I took some photos yesterday of uh, some of the Lego Movie characters and some Simpsons and Indiana Jones and Star Wars characters running around inside the pool hall. Just super goddamn. It's fucking fun as, man. Building Lego is fucking awesome. I know. I wish it wasn't it's such a, a fucking time. expensive hobby. Because yeah. it is so soothing and meditative. And, like, it, it activates both your left and right, you know, sides of your brain. Just, yeah. yeah I also got a Lego set yesterday. Yeah, what did you get? Yeah, so, you, what this is your reward to yourself for uh, getting a promotion at work, right? 
Well, no, I got myself a bunch of random ass parts for Benton. Oh, yeah. But um, I was complaining. I made a joke on Twitter that my wife claims to support me in my Lego fixation, but she won't let me spend $80 on this fucking tiger snowmobile what? just so I could get four figures. Oh, you haven't even freaked out about this tiger snowmobile before. What is this? Like, I was making a joke, but it's this It's this part of the what? 2015 Chima set, which is the dumb animal Lego series yeah, that's the one that I get all my Benton heads from. Yeah. And uh, it's this one set that oh, I have Jesus. no interest in, except that it comes with a little beaver. What? And I'm like, I fucking need that little beaver. What's really great is that looking at a the beaver, beaver now that I have it. You dropped yeah. 80 bucks just to get this one be- uh, Pretty beaver. Pretty much. Well, ter- there, there are three other figures in it that I really like, too. Oh, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. It's not like you can't just use anything else. Now you have a big box of parts if you wanted to disassemble well, and use it for something else. But yeah. Except that's a bunch of fucking orange tiger-colored <laughs> parts. I didn't think about that. It's not exactly useful for Benton. Yeah, unless you're going to sell like it. it. Like, especially Benton being an old west town, there's nothing you'd really use, like, a big no. shitload of, like, nuclear orange parts for. Yeah. Not so much. But uh, the best part is, I was looking at this, uh, yesterday, friend of the podcast, Jimmy, was over, and he was uh, looking at the, the, or maybe it was our, our friend, Jacinia, who's staying in town now. But somebody, were, somebody. They were looking at this beaver head, and I think they figured it out. I think it's a, they used the casting from a Chewbacca or Wookiee figurehead, and then just painted it differently to look Why, like a beaver. Why, is it sculpted to be hairy? Well, when you look at it, well, I mean, it's a big hairy headpiece. Yeah. And when you look at it, it has these fangs. Oh, like these, yeah, that's exactly what they did, yeah. element. In fact, I need to look at this actually, right do now. I have, like Chewbacca, I have a Chewbacca minifigure around here. Um, actually, speaking of uh, Star Wars minifigures, uh, I did uh, also, on top of getting the detective agency thing, uh, actually received my first Bricklink order this week, too. Yeah. Uh, Bricklink, uh, for people who have never, <laughs> I guess you've never paid attention to the podcast or haven't tuned in for the last couple of weeks, but Bricklink is this thing that Annie uh, turned me towards, which is essentially just an online community for people to kind of like sell... Is it is it all uh, licensed Lego stuff? It's yeah. not custom stuff. It's it's an online um, database and trading place for um, le- for like legit Lego parts. Only. Yeah, but like it's 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 for like very specific like parts and minifigures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I found a dealer online who was selling a whole bunch of droids. Uh, from there's a Star Wars Sandcrawler set that came out last fall, which is three hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, and it's a very cool set, but I'm not going to spend three hundred dollars, especially because the only the the one thing I'm interested in that set is it comes with a whole bunch of droids from the first Star Wars movie in uh-huh. you know mini uh, mini figure form, which are super fucking cute. Now that's yeah. the stuff I wanted, but I was not going to spend three hundred dollars just to get like these four or five uh, robot minifigures. Uh, yeah. So on Bricklink, somebody was selling almost all the mini uh, all the little droid minifigures from that set for like fifty. Bucks. Yeah. And so I got them all. So I got like one of my favorite Star Wars story of all time is this little dude called Treadwell, who kind of looks yeah. like uh, uh, Johnny Five from Short Circuit with like with Wally Treads. And nice. I got that. And I got like R5D4. The best part is, I'm, well, I got the Gonk Droid too, but the best thing is they have a minifigure of this dildo shaped droid from the first Star Wars movie that doesn't do anything. It doesn't make a sound, does not move, doesn't even blink or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like this big green penis in the desert that the, the Jawas try to sell uh, Luke's uncle. That, you know, it's just, in the, it's just like a background thing, but they made a fucking minifigure out of it. Of it's course fucking they did. It's got like custom paint job and custom parts. They actually spent a lot of time in effort into designing this goddamn minifigure and yep. so i've got it now it just looks like a random pile of junk <laughs> but 
yeah, it's, it's pretty goddamn cute. Yeah, but I got that through the mail this week. It was, it was really cool. I mean, it's a, it's official Lego license. You know, it's actually from a set. Somewhere, yeah. See, know, that's the nice thing part. about Bricklink is that if you go on eBay or anything, there's always a chance that you'll get some parts that are, like like I did, that are just, like, knockoff Lego compatible parts. Like, Oh, is that what you got? Because, like, so with Bricklink... Um, there's it's it's based off of like feedback and stuff like that. So like for for every like successful uh, interaction you have, you can rank other people. You know, like whoever you d- deal with, you leave good feedback. They leave you good feedback as a seller, or as a buyer. And so I looked up your account, and you have one. You, the only feedback you have is one negative thing. It says like the person's complaining that you did not pay for your thing, and I uh, was assumed it was for your cheap knockoff thing that you wound up getting. No, that's actually not my account. I set that oh, up before I before I knew how to use Bricklink. I didn't oh, really understand see? it. Okay. Because here's the thing about this website. This website was designed in like 2001, and it is not. Yeah, it is garbage. It is impossible to use. There yeah. is a lot of data on there, and it is not always clear how to use all that data. And yeah. I fucked up. So I actually I did I, I cut that <laughs> account. I'm not. I do not use that. Oh, account. you burned that account. Okay. I yeah. have a different one that I use. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well. Yeah. My no, anonymous I, secret Benton account. Yeah. The per- person who I who I dealt with for getting these these uh, Star Wars droid minifigures I had to send them a little when I, I sent them feedback and I was like I'm sending you feedback right now I hope this is what I have to do I hope this is this what I this is I hope this actually appears on your online thing if I fuck this up on anyone just let me know and they and like I got an email from them the next day they were like oh no that's all you needed to do thank you so much we got the feedback and so yeah it's, but it's, yeah it's, it's I, I had gotten I wanted for one of my bentonites I wanted him to have a hairpiece with like Reed Richards like graying on the sides yeah. So I looked on eBay and I found a Fantastic Four set that is totally like a Chinese knockoff set. Yeah. But I don't care because the part, at least the 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 hair was compatible enough to fit on an actual like. Yeah, you just want the piece, right? Yeah, regardless if it's legal or not or whatever. But yeah. it's so funny because like the way everything fits together just doesn't work. It's just hoot. Oh, Fucking it's that Lego. bad. Yeah. Well, that's Lego. the thing. It's 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 fine if it's homemade. Or custom made or something like that. As as long as it works and fits, who gives a shit? Yeah. As long as the way it, it uh, but but yeah. But if it's not manufactured with the proper tolerances and stuff like that, then then it's like, oh my god, I just wasted my fucking money. Uh, Fast but- Company had a really good, interesting article this week about the um, the rise or the the kind of um, uh, the success of the Lego company over the last 10 years. Yeah, was, it was an article titled How Lego Became the Apple of Toys. It was really, really well done. And one of the things they're talking about is I, I work in manufacturing. And the, one of the most expensive parts of developing any product is tooling, which is yeah. essentially like making the mold at, out of which your item will be reproduced. And they were talking about how a Lego mold can cost $250,000. Mm-hmm. Which was, I can totally see why it's yeah. such a, a big thing in new sets when they actually come out with a new piece. But I, I was thinking about it because, like, in my in my arena of manufacturing, tooling costs between eight thousand to ten thousand dollars. And I was trying to think about it, like, fucking, how the hell do you go from that to two hundred fifty? And then I was thinking about it. I don't have to have one one hundredth of an inch like tolerance. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it nuts. has Lego stuff has to be so precise. Absolutely and I'm, I'm assuming too, with the sheer amount of stuff they make, of like their molds have to be super fucking sturdy. Yeah. Um, cause they're gonna make, they're probably gonna make literally billions of pieces out yeah. of just like one fucking mold or something. Well, but, and also um, they do have, with a lot of manufacturing, you have a mold. 
You know, yeah. you have like the one tool set of tooling that you make. Lego actually has different manufacturing facilities pretty much yeah, on I every they just continent. Have one for China, just for like uh, for all, that's going to be servicing all of Asia and stuff. Yeah. Um, so most most parts that you sell, most sets you buy in the U.S. are actually made in Mexico. Yeah. Or I mean, not to say that is not necessarily true, but they have facilities pretty much on every continent where they sell where Lego has a large presence. Yeah. One, one interesting thing this article also talks about is also uh, how the Lego, how their sets have evolved just within the last decade, how they've become a lot braver with how they design sets and how they offer more stuff for adults. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen a lot of people kind of perplexed by how popular Lego has just suddenly become within the last couple of years, especially within the last year uh, with the Lego movie and stuff. And I've seen some people complain about how, like, oh my god, Lego's such a fashionable thing. Why are people just suddenly into Lego now all of a sudden? Big part of it is that Lego now suddenly has some pretty f- cool fucking sets. I mean, Lego's always had cool stuff in the past, but, like, stuff like this detective agency, especially, like, the stuff with this, like, what is the town series that the stuff is from? Oh, the, the modular, modular buildings. Yeah, the mm-hmm. modular building stuff. These are fucking great design sets. I wish they had yeah. these when I was a kid. Granted, these are so expensive, I wouldn't have actually I was going to say, it never would have been an option. Yeah. But, yeah, the fact that within the last decade, that they've very specifically started going after adults. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this stuff could still be, you know, used and played with and built by kids, but it's really targeting towards people like nerds like us who, like, you know, who are in a state of arrested development. But yeah. It's, um, like, it's just, like, it's 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 not just because, I, I've seen, yeah, like, it, people make it sound like Legos become this fashionable thing, and you're not going to spend this kind of money on toys if you're just, in, it's, no one, this is not a fashionable thing where it's like, you're going to impress anybody yeah. <laughs> with the amount of money you just dropped on Lego. Yeah. Uh, but... No, they've actually really gotten better with their toy design and just how, like, it's the, the sets they're coming out with these days are fucking bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and just, like, looking at the stuff, uh, just looking at the pool hall set I was building yesterday, uh, using pieces that I've seen show up in other sets in super creative fucking ways that, I, like you said, there's so much stuff in these sets that where I can kind of see maybe where they're going to, but once I see how everything fits together, I'm like, oh my god, this, like, not only is it super ingenious design but looks really nice and yeah. it's just really cool little environments and stuff and i, I thought know, actually yeah. apple was a really apt comparison for lego yeah. just because lego more so than any other toy i can think of is is about an aesthetic this is one of the things that i've yeah. this is gonna sound silly but i've struggled with ben a little bit because when you look at these printed torsos there are there are certain designs that look like lego you know, like there's an intelligence yeah. to design that some of their older sets they didn't quite, they weren't quite able to print to the degree they can now, yeah. and with the colors they can now, they just look a little wrong. And I'm just sitting here going, "Oh man, I'm an asshole!" Like, with what fucking other toy would you be like? I don't know. This tiny quarter inch figure <laughs> isn't quite painted to the fidelity that I'm used to expect. Fucking bizarre. Well, that that article goes to great lengths to talk about like how the people who work at Lego really fuss about what is Lego, what isn't Lego in terms of like design and like graphic design and and, uh, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, and like again with talking about how people will complain about some people like join the cult of something because it's fashionable. I mean, people complain the same thing about with Apple. Yeah. Well, people are like, oh, you just like Apple products because it's fashionable. But no, it's, it's, they actually produce like a certain kind of range of products that just kind of like yeah. work for my lifestyle. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's. But it's, also it's... like, like Apple, it's like, you don't love your smartphone or you don't love your computer. You love your Mac and you love your iPhone. It's not like yeah. I'm into building toys. I'm not out there buying mega blocks. It's that very specific brand loyalty thing going on too, which yeah. can, can, can be get a little creepy and weird and also 
Lego's super fucking expensive, which makes yep. the whole Apple comparison super fucking perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. And shit, people will be, like, talking to, you know, I'm talking to someone right now who stood in line opening day for a whole bunch of new Lego stuff. You know, just, mm-hmm. like, people will stand out line for, like, the new, like, uh, uh uh apple iphone and shit like that and the whole time i was standing there i kept thinking of myself looking at myself from outside of myself and thinking christ what an asshole (laughs) that's my mind but no it's so cool hey you know what i know the detective's office the shit oh my god you totally i feel jealous that you got to stand in line and actually get that like day of and go home with your lego set bill i promise next time now that we know We'll go do this together, I promise. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. Well, the other thing, too, so I had a friend from, uh, I have a friend who teaches English in Russia, and he was in town because, you know, he's just visiting family for Christmas, and uh, before he went back, we were hanging out, and he was talking about how he's actually a member of a website called Brickset, mm-hmm. which lets you track and kind of catalog all the Lego sets you have, and kind of checks to see um how valuable they are and how much they're still going for and where you can buy them like whether it's amazon or ebay and stuff like that which uh also ties into another site i'd never heard of before too called rebrickable Mm -hmm. which (laughs) rebrickable when you go to it if you type in uh like the lego you know the catalog names and numbers of all the of all the lego sets you own it'll tell you what shit you can build out of those combined lego sets Hmm. so if you want to like build this other set that you don't own but you have most most of the parts for it this side will figure that shit out for you so yeah or i don't like how it's a a fucking crazy like this is the week where i really got to go aside from like also you know making my first purchase on bricklink checking out uh brickset and rebrickable yeah kind of like taking a peek into the like the yep. online world of lego fandom yeah and organizational stuff and like oh my god this is a deep fucking well that could be very easy yeah. to fall into but yeah have you seen brickset before yeah it's a super, uh, unlike brick, uh, unlike Bricklink, it's actually very nicely designed. It yeah. actually looks like a like a re- like it's 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 str- nicely streamlined and everything yeah. like that. Bricklink does look like a fucking GeoCity site from like nineteen ninety five. The difference is is that um, functionally, functionally, Bricklink is on <clears throat> par to a degree that Brickset is not. Because really, the, yeah, because here's the thing: Bricklink is is designed very specifically to perform very particular acts. That brick set is almost more aesthetically oriented. It is essentially just a blog. It's a WordPress blog. So it's 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 adapting an existing system to serve a purpose as opposed to Bricklink, which was generally made by a dude who is like, I want to make a portal where I can categorize and find every single Lego part ever made and then easily purchase it through an online portal sales thing. What it's a, it's a mess and it's impossible to navigate, but what it does is fucking insane. Insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Sorry, I am uh, tweeting at Neil Druckmann, who has just tweeted, uh, Finished season two on my Legend of Korra binge. Wow, I love this show. Wondering how they can top this with the other seasons, at which I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people going, just like I did, Wow, if you like season two, holy shit, be careful, because season three is going to blow your fucking mind. I think Neil Druckmann may be the first person I've ever seen go, Oh, season two, Legend of Korra. So good. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm, so not I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy he liked that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Lego, 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 we like Lego. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, again, apologies to anyone who listens to this show who does not give a shit about Lego, but... The only Man, other we do thing... sound like fucking addicts. Jesus well, Christ. Well, because we... I will fully admit, that's part of the thing, the reason why I don't feel 
I don't really feel sh- the only reason I don't feel shameful about how much money I've spent on Lego and how much time I've spent yeah. on Lego is genuinely that it is a coping mechanism for my alcoholism and it's been a huge help in my recovery. Yeah. No, it's so it's a, you're, yeah, it's kind of your own therapy thing. I know fully well that I took something that I was addicted to and then redirected that addiction to something else, but it's so much more healthy for me that I don't care. So I at least have my eyes open as to what I, is going on. I, I was pleasantly surprised when I tied when I typed all my stuff into uh, Brickset just to see because Brickset will also tell you once you've cataloged all the stuff you've bought uh, will also tell you how much money you've spent on Lego mm-hmm. <laughs> and also like how many pieces of Lego you now own and everything like that and I was like I've only spent like $500 on Lego that doesn't sound that bad <laughs> Um, and it, granted, I, like, I really do own, like, 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 maybe a half a dozen Lego sets, so it's not yeah. like I've gone crazy with this stuff. Well, see, I haven't bought but, very many sets. I've bought a lot of shit. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, you keep on buying, like, odds and ends and stuff like that. Yeah. But, man, I also got the Lego, the Lego movie couch set. Yeah! That's fucking cute and bull! It's good like, shit. Uh, this is the part where Billy totally gets, it's got Unikitty, it's got Dead Vitruvia. Yeah, no, so, yeah. This is the part where I could start getting, like, super fucking goofy and creepy about this shit. But anyway, what else? What else, indeed. The only non-Lego or Dragon Age-related thing I did this week was uh, we started watching season two of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How'd that? That show was great. I forgot how much I like that show and how no, much that, show. that show feels like a warm I still haven't finished the first season. Shit is some good shit. I'm it, saving it up for rainy day, like half these other, like, yeah, like time and all else. these other shows. Yeah, it. No, it's interesting in the way it fills sort of the... It's kind of like Parks and Rec and Scrubs in a blender in a lot of ways. And I can see that, aesthetic yeah. With kind of a more poppy cartoon, uh, uh, rapid fire sort of callback sort of thing. With, Where it just happens all the ladies on the show are smoking hot. Oh my god. And Chelsea Peretti's voice is one of my favorite sounds in the universe. She's just that so That kind of croaky disinterested. Uh. And it's also in season two they introduced Jenny Slate, who is amazing on... Are you serious? A, yeah. She's so, she's so fucking funny. I'm I fucking love this Man, did you see the photos? Somebody took, like, a bunch of foppish photos of a whole bunch of celebrities for, like, 2014 Year of the End thing, and all the photos were celebrities kind of dressed in weird, like, pastels and stuff. And, uh, this, I, I, I should not be bringing this up if I can't actually describe exactly what this was, but one of the photos, the celebrities they photographed was Jenny Slate, kind of dressed all kind of crazy and shit. And was, you... I almost didn't even recognize her, because I think she had her head, like, half-shaved or something, but... What do you mean by foppish? Foppish. Well, they were kind of done like, kind of like, almost like, uh, like seventeenth century kind of noblemen, kind okay. of mixed with like Pee Wee's Playhouse kind okay. of weird aesthetic. Why? For a minute there, I was like, are you using foppish as a euphemism for homosexual? Because you went straight to pastels and everything. I was just like, Wait, do you mean like what actual fops? And or... let me mansplain at you as a straight <laughs> white man. I'm gonna tell you what gay means. Well, no, that could be kind of like. I grew oh man, I'm a straight guy who grew up in the eighties. I'm not allowed to tell people <laughs> what gay aesthetics are or not. Um Anyway. So you know, there's a little bit like there's some lace and pastel stuff. Okay. I, I, I didn't know if you meant fops as in like fops or foppish as coded. No, it's just a bunch of photos with with people with their one wrist going, eh. So <laughs> exactly. you Brooklyn you opened up that end of the conversation. Nine, That's not nine. my fault. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I is I know people who are really creeped out by who's who's 
Who's the rat-faced guy? The pug-faced guy who's t- completely in love with... Rat with, with, and with... pugs are two very different animals. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's not Sonano's pug-faced guy. The pug-faced detective who's always in unrequited love with the super tough-ass lady. Oh, uh... uh, I... uh, uh... Yeah, don't, he's uh, Andy Samberg's bestie. Yeah, don't they start dating at the like the last episode of the first season or something happened? No, oh, no, okay. the last episode of the first season, he and Chelsea Peretti sleep together. Oh really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Chelsea Peretti, what are you doing? That's pretty Brought much what Chelsea Peretti better. says. So. Oh man, so Brooklyn Nine Nine is pretty good. Brooklyn Nine Nine is good. Let's continue on our conversation. Bill, did you watch Agent Carter? I've not had a chance to watch it yet. <laughs> What's Agent Carter? Isn't that that show with the... What show? <laughs> Are you kidding? Because I... Oh, that's right. You don't follow me on Twitter because I tweeted up a storm about this this morning. I have not watched Agent Carter because I couldn't tell if I would actually like it or not. And I was waiting oh, to hear... Oh, I thought you saw it. I thought no. we were going to have a whole Agent Carter love in this morning. I thought that no. was going to be the whole centerpiece of this podcast. I don't actually like most... A lot of... Tell like nerd television. No, yeah. I so mean, I didn't well, even man, touch now it. Now I don't want to talk goal. about because I think I'm going to talk it up too much. Because I was actually surprised at how much I didn't hate this. Yeah. See, my thing is that I figured it was just too many of the things I like. But then, in I, sitting yeah. on top of a Marvel turd that I'm not necessarily interested in touching. Let's put it this way. I share a lot of your similar tastes, and we have a lot yes. of fears in terms of that, and that we do like, especially you've got 1940s stuff, you've got yeah. like comic book stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of things they could easily fuck up. Granted, I've yeah. only seen like the first episode and a half. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's not great. But it kind of feels like an almost 80s television show. Okay. I joke that it, it, it's... I I, I I said it's, it's a combination of Batman the Animated Adventures meets a murder she wrote. <laughs> In the best way possible. Sure. Um, oh my god! And the other thing too, I'm watching this show, I just want, I wish the Muppet show was still around, so they had a parody of this called, because the main character's name is Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. and the show is called Agent Carter, I want them to do a parody called Agent Piggy Carter, <laughs> and it's Miss Piggy going, hiya! <laughs> Body chopping sexism in 1940s. <laughs> uh, because that's I mean, they, uh, the one thing I've heard people uh, talk about the show. Other than everyone fucking raving about this show, I didn't know. I had no idea the show existed until like two days ago when everyone's like, "Oh my god, Agent Carter's the bomb." That's which I'm afraid to talk it up too much so your heart doesn't get broken by it. But I started. Oh man, what was my point going to be? I totally forgot about it. Oh, everyone. The one people were the one thing everyone was complaining not complaining about, but was saying. It's a little too on the nose with like, oh, she's fighting sexism in the 1940s where it's kind of like doing that Mad Men thing because it's the 1940s. Like every other scene has to be about how she's a woman and no one respects her because she's a woman. Which is true. I mean, that's what shit happened. But it kind of leans on a little bit too hard, a little too consistent. We get it. It's the 1940s. She's, you know, but it's not, it's, it's, I mean, they have to address it. It's good that they address it, but it gets a little, it's a little, it's, yeah, it's on the nose, quote unquote. Man, the the person who actually pitched it to me most successfully is actually um, my internet daughter, Sid, who said that it fills the bomb girl shape hole in her heart. I could see that. Which is both a blessing and a curse, because that show is hot garbage, but it was lovable hot garbage. <laughs> Wait, which show? There's a terrible show called Bomb Girls. It is Terrible. Oh, we've talked about this on the show before. It is bad. And it what is was Bomb Girls? That was a Canadian lesbian thing, right? It's 
It is a Which show actually, made. you do like a lot of Canadian lesbian things. That's, that's actually describes Bill, a lot of things. It's because the only television shows I can think of that explore lesbianism as with a main character are Canadian TV shows. That's, yeah, I know, that's I know. all I got. It's yeah. Lost Girl and Bomb Girls. That's all you got. It has to have girls oh, that's in the right, title. I remember you talked about when we were, I kept on fucking with you until you didn't want to talk about it anymore. But why don't you just call it Lost Bomb Girl or Bomb Lost Girl? I don't remember. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Bomb Girls is not a very good show, but it is ridiculous. Was uh, it a World War II set kind of yeah. lesbian thing about yeah. girls working in a bomb factory? Well, there was, there's, a, it's not lesbian. <laughs> there's just a lesbian in it. That's all. Turns out Canadian, uh, Canada in the World War II just had giant, just Canadian lesbian workforces. You no, know? it's, it's, it's a kind of charming, kind of terrible show that, uh, it's set during World War II in a bomb manufacturing plant that is staffed by women because all the men are off in the war effort. So it's about the lives yeah, okay, of these yeah, women sense, yeah. during wartime. And so it's really just an interesting way to, exp- to have a show where it's almost all broads on screen, which is delightful. Even though it's not very good, it's really bad. That's, that's the thing. Agent Carter, you're not going to be watching it going, oh my god, such snappy writing. But it's, yeah, yeah by, uh, the, the, the main actress, she's fucking great. She's fucking cute and funny, and she actually does kick a lot of ass. And also, she's a hot English lady, and that, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to do a lot for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Also, she kind of looks like a funny cat person, because she's got that cat face. She's cat face Meowmers. And, sure. well, the other thing, actually, I was impressed just from a production point of view, because it, it's, it's a t- serialized TV show that takes place in the 1940s, and I've seen some other TV shows that try to do the World War II thing, and they try to cut so many corners, because it costs so much to kind of keep on renting, night, like, period-appropriate costumes and sets and props. They actually do really, they actually spent some money on this goddamn TV show. Well, here's the thing, how many, did you just watch the pilot? Exactly. I've watched an episode and a half, so I'm expecting every other episode outside of the pilot to take place in a fucking broom closet. Exactly. It's like, yeah. just wait. But in the first episode, I mean, they do a lot of CGI, so you kind of see, like, 1940s New York, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's got, like, the period-appropriate skyline. There's a bunch of, like, period-appropriate licensed music. It's not just some guy with a kazoo pretending, like, you know, in the background on the radio. There's a lot of great costumes. There's a whole thing where they go off. There's a whole thing that takes place at this jazz club that looks really nice. You know what? This show is a better Indiana Jones show yeah. than the fucking Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Which came out, well, granted, that was like 25 years ago. It was supposed to be an educational program aimed at kids. But it's not, it, it's pulpy enough. That's the yeah. thing. Also, with the kind of show like this thing, guys kind of get away with kind of like kludgy plotting and writing with, oh, it's pulp. Brr, brr, yeah. Brr, brr. yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. And there's a fucking automat in it. Yeah. Automats are one of my favorite things from like the 1940s and 50s where you would just go to a restaurant. It would just be a wall full of food in cases that you just serve yourself. Yep. And it's got one of those. And I'm just like, the moment actually it was the automat that showed up. And I'm like, there's this hot, sexy English lady going to an automat. I'm like, Bill's on board. This is Bill's so, yeah, fetish. No, Agent, so Agent Carter. Yeah, I'm only watching an episode and a half, but I'm like, I will watch more. It's very cute. Aww. Yeah. Oh, Bill. I'm so, wait, so how did you not end up watching it this week with everyone else freaking out about it? You're nope. just busy? No one, A, no one I follow was freaking out about it. Oh, really? And B, just don't watch television. I know, I understand. Well, th- this is the other thing, too. It's actually on ABC, so it actually airs normally, so you can watch it. It's not like, 
I, although I do have the episodes if you need to buy. I would have to go and find my antenna and plug it into my TV. Oh, on ABC with the Apple TV, don't they have a? Isn't that one of the channels that has its own app on the desktop for Apple app, TV? App doesn't necessarily mean you can. I know, stream but all it may shows. be on there. You never it's know. It's true. See, that is the thing. I will, I will. The fact of the matter is that I have to go to just enough effort that unless I really care. Yeah, that's the gonna... thing. Yeah, something like this. And like I said, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily good enough that you should hunt it out. Like kill yourself hunting it out but if it lands in your lap it's fun yeah oh and I'll... speaking of apple oh i'm sorry go ahead no so i'll partake i'll partake uh speaking of apple tv uh last weekend uh so great british bake-off finally debuted in mm-hmm. portland last week mm-hmm. uh my me and my housemates we missed it because i misread tv guides website as to when the, the the second episode was gonna air for some reason here in portland pbs just didn't even bother airing the first episode of the of the most recent season but you were tweeting online a couple days ago about how, oh, well, uh, you can watch Great British Bake Off on the PBS channel on the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, with my housemates, I was like, do you guys want to watch that great, great, great British Bake Off show I keep freaking out about? And they're like, yeah. And mm-hmm. then we started watching the first episode, and now they're completely addicted. It's fucking hilarious. That's the nature of that show. Yeah. Because you, so, you go watch yeah. the baking competition show, and you're like, sure. But it's great, yeah, with the Apple TV, you just go to the PBS app, and it's all right there, the first two episodes, and I'm assuming, you know, after tonight, it will also be the third episode, but... I was curious, because um, they kept saying that it was going to be a slightly different format, and the only thing that I could tell, perceivably, that was different was the title, obviously. They changed it from The Great British Bake Off to The Great British Baking Show. Yeah, inexplicably, yeah. fully who is far more keyed into this than I am, and frankly has watched the show far more frequently than I have, yeah. says that they take out some of the harsher criticism. Really? Yeah. She she claims that the editing um, for the reviewing of the baking is, they take out some of the harsher criticism. Hmm. To be fair, Mary Berry hasn't given any middle fingers yet. <laughs> they they took out all the oh, okay. bleeps. That'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 oh huh. Because yeah, there's definitely is some editing, especially where anyone, especially when the hosts say "Welcome to the Great British Bake Off," all that mm-hmm. stuff is just cut out. They kind of just cut to the chase. Yeah. But yeah, my housemates are both like, "This is a very cute show. No mm-hmm. one's angry at each other. They're not trying to kill each other." And then they're like, mm-hmm. "It's kind of sad that they have to get rid of anyone at the end of the episode." And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they they like it pretty much for the exact same reasons I do. Great British Bake Off, just a very gentle little cooking show. It's wonderful. We yeah. keep talking about it, but I swear to God, y'all, there is a reason why we keep talking about it. Well, we now that it's showing on PBS every Sunday night, it's it like it seems like most stations they're just pairing it with Downton Abbey. But Sunday yeah. nights, yeah, if you have PBS, you live in America, you can also watch this goddamn show and see what mm-hmm. we're freaking out about. Yeah. Uh, my housemates are big suckers for. They love the Scottish guy. The construction guy mm-hmm. and Martha, the seventeen-year-old. I'm like, those are good choices. Yeah, uh, I think you mean Richard and who's the Scottish guy? Scottish guy, I forget his name. None of them win. <laughs> None of them win. Spoilers no for Great British Bake Off. But yeah, so yeah, that's Great British Bake Off. Show is charming as hell. Bill, tell me about uh, AGDQ. Oh, that's just the awesome games done quick stuff. That's the like the week's worth of uh everyone speed running games on twitch for mm-hmm. charity mm-hmm. um it was pretty good it was just it's kind of you know it's just as awkward as, as you would expect 
having a bunch of nerds who don't really socialize very often speed running in front of a room full of people all week. Uh, the highlight of the week with, for me was uh, this super awesome uh, chubby black guy who was speedrunning the Japanese version of uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. And he was one of the rare speedrunners who, instead of just being super kind of nervous and weird, uh, he was actually having a good time just hanging out with the audience. They're like, you know, because they actually film with like li like a live audience. It's, it's everyone gets together in a hotel in like Washington D.C. or something like that. It's not mm -hmm. just a bunch of live streamers just like beaming in from all across the world or anything. Mm -hmm. It's actually like everyone like is is hanging out together. And he was just super cool in that he was just kind of providing commentary about the game and he was making jokes and having everyone kind of sing along with him and do all kinds of stupid shit. Mm -hmm. It was just it, it was nice to see someone just be a little more social and a little more fun with what he was doing. I, God, I can't remember the streamer's name, but he was just... Well, if you look up AGDQ, uh, mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, you'll find that guy. Um, some other guy, he managed to reprogram... Uh, what was it? There's this guy called Tass. Was it Tass Robot or something like that? Okay. Who he's famous uh, for like doing stuff like... This year, he managed to take Super Mario World... He reprogrammed Super Mario Brothers, the original uh, Super Mario game, into Super Mario World, the Super Nintendo game, somehow. Okay. Just by playing with it, just by playing the game, it's not like he was hacking it with like a computer or like with mods or anything like that. And so sometimes these speedruns aren't just like, oh, I'm gonna beat the game, but sometimes you have people showing off like how much you can profoundly fuck up these games with glitches. And this guy was actually reprogramming the game live with just the Super Nintendo pad and gamepad. Wait, like he on was... a, on, yeah, it was fucking crazy. Hacking it by playing the game. I, you can do stuff where if you find a glitch in the game and you can cause like buffer underruns and cause different parts of the game programming to write over itself and do weird things. I I don't understand it myself. It seems like it's like showing a dog a card trick. I'm just sitting there going, I, that just happened. And everyone seems to be applauding, so I'm assuming they did something crazy, but, like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but it's nuts. Weird. And it's impressive, but I have no idea how they did it. Huh. But, yeah, so, yeah, I, I pitched in, like, 20 or 30 bucks for uh, anti-cancer research, and, yeah, it's just very cool. I think they made over a million dollars again this year. And, yeah, they do it once every six months. There's Awesome Games Done Quick, which is their January uh, marathon. Mm -hmm. And then every June they have Summer Games Done Quick, which is this, they, just the same thing with... A different batch of games and yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool it's a cool oh, little charity oh neat stuff yeah so what else what else that's all i got friends shall we take a break and then come back for the geek week and review absolutely no problem all right friends we'll be back in a second Woo! i got my girl's cat cookies right upstairs yum 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 buy them a food oh there's a box and you won't be disappointed by them we are here till one o'clock today when they're gone, when they're gone, you're gonna miss them when they're gone. You will miss their tasty crunch, you will miss them very much. Oh, we know you're gonna miss them when they're gone. Yeah, so. Hey, pals, hey, friends, it's time for the Geek Week interview. Once again, this is the part of our podcast where uh, Bill has taken notes on the week that was, and I am reading them oftentimes for the first time. So let's learn together what Bill found notable in the last week. <laughs> You know, you can always add to these show notes, too, if you ever find oh, no, anything I like during it. the week. You, you really, I am so disconnected during my work day and everything like that. I very rarely no, find fine. anything that you don't. Okay, I just, don't, I, I just didn't know if you ever felt like, 
Why does Bill ever get the right? At last, my resentment is acknowledged. No, no. Which I, does lead to we do have a very specific. That's why uh, the Geek Week interview is always. This is what happened in Star Wars this week. <laughs> China blew up and died, but it's more important to find out who's going to play Wicket's kid grandkids. Man, I gotta tell you, Bill, with the news that that have been fixating people over the last two weeks, finding out about Wicket news is pretty good right about now. So yeah, that's a good point. Sling TV on Xbox One and other stuff allows you to watch Cartoon Network and a bunch of other basic cable channels for twenty bucks a month. This is the part where I say, "Did you hear about this? Did you?" Hear I about did this? not. Huh. So I had never heard of the Sling TV uh, bullshit before. Um, yeah, so this is something that's supposed to be launching uh, sometime this month. Sling TV, it really is what it is. It's, it lets you watch. Uh, let me double check to see what the exact, uh, uh, what you get for that package. But it is like Cartoon Network, Food Network, um, Sling TV, Xbox One. Hold on, I'm sorry. I should have actually uh, pulled this up before we started recording this. This but is also is, the part of the podcast like, where Bill like, has usually basic done cable. just enough research to add this to the notes, but we don't necessarily know what we're talking about. I meant about. to, but I got tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleepy. Uh, uh, what does, oh my god. Um, it's basic cable. Let's put it that way. If you've ever paid for basic cable, it's it's like CNN, ESPN. Actually, Foley might be down with that because especially with what they show. Did they show show the Super? No, the Super Bowl gets shown on normal TV. You don't yeah. need ESPN for that shit. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. ESPN, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, HGTV, which I guess is like home home, home and garden television. Bill, is that what it is? Yeah. But I will I will check that out for a month. Because if it lets you just, like, watch, like, all of Cartoon Network's programming for the month in the Disney Channel, that means I get to watch Gravity Falls, Adventure Time. Cartoon Network, they show, like, Venture Brothers and shit on there, Yeah, yeah. Wanna watch that shit. ESPN, I might actually watch a fucking baseball game. Yeah. For 20 bucks a month at Food Network, you fucking Alton Brown and your butt. (laughs) At 20 bucks a month? Uh, What's actual cable cost? More than twenty dollars a month. I'll tell you that, my friend. I mean, granted, you're only getting like eight channels as opposed to you know basic. You know, if you actually pay like a hundred fifty sure. bucks a cable or for whatever it is for actual cable, you get like five hundred channels. Yeah, yeah. But I don't need five hundred channels. I just need some Alton Brown and some fucking Finn and Jake saying, "Hey, but how you doing? Let's go on an adventure together." Watch that me is all princess. that you get when you get cable. Finn and Jake address you directly and say, "Bill, thanks for the money." Actually, Jake does sometimes. It gets a little. I get scared and hide behind the couch. <laughs> he slowly turns to me, and he's like, but he's not talking in Jake voice anymore as much as Gears of War voice. <laughs> I just go, like, oh, all of a sudden, Bender's voice just starts coming on and No, yeah. Bender's, he's Bender, you can hang out with, he, that's a fun voice, but no, it's Gears of War, and he's like, what are you doing here? What was that character's name? Marcus Phoenix? Yeah. His last game name game. was spelled like F E N I X. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fucking video games, man. Video games. Video games. You paid. You paid money, cash money, to buy a video game called Max Payne Three. I did, and I enjoyed it. And you loved the shit out of it, yeah. And exactly. I bought. I then bought the collectible statue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I point any us. fingers, Phil. Like I understand that. No, that's fine. That's cool. That's cool, baby. Hey, did you know the PlayStation 4's new subscription-based version of PlayStation Now will launch this week? Yeah, I saw one of the prices is 15 bucks. I There was conflicting information as to whether or not you get unlimited access to all the games on PlayStation Now, which they said is supposed to include, like, hundreds of PlayStation uh, 3 games, I said. I, I don't know 
if there's supposed to be. I don't know if they said anything about if you can play PlayStation One and Two games, but it's supposed to be mostly PlayStation Three. And man, Foley's laughing. <laughs> Foley's losing their shit. I apologize, Foley, in front of the podcast. Jacinia <laughs> are watching Cora in the other room. What up? What season are they watching? They're watching season four. Uh, and there's they... not a lot to laugh about in that season. Well, the Varric shit is funny as hell. Oh yeah, that's true. You're a good point. Do the thing. God damn! I walked by, and it's the part where Varric and Bolin are getting on the boat with all the Earth Nation uh, uh, refugees, and there's just, a, I'm just as I'm walking by to get some more coffee, there's just a little bit where Varric makes a, a, a kind of, like, eh, expression, and the animation on his mustache is so perfect and expressive. Good job with that shit, yeah. God damn, it's good shit. Spoilers, shit guys, we're talking shit. about Legend of Korra for another 20 minutes. That no, but yeah, that is a good fucking show. Man, I already, it, that show's only been off the air for, like, three weeks, and I'm already kind of like, I don't know what I'm gonna do without Legend of Korra, and when um, Parks and Rec ends, and yeah. then Lost Girl ends this year, a lot of my like my favorite pieces of media with ladies are coming to an end. Well, hopefully there's always more stuff rolling in. You got some Agent Carter coming into your life. Maybe. Um, are there Mad any Men women on that show April? other than Agent Carter of interest? Better Call Saul? That is not an answer to my question. I know. I'm <laughs> Uh, anyway, the water of God's wills it. There will be more stuff eventually. You just have to wait for it. This is true. Yeah. CNN's Doomsday Video sign-off from the mid-80s leaked online. So this is a thing I've always heard people joke about, that yeah. supposedly CNN, uh, ever at least ever since the early 80s, since kind of the height of the nuclear crisis, uh, had somehow uh, created a uh, video that they were going to air in case the world was about to end. Well, Ted Turner said when CNN launched... He was like, this will be 24-hour news. The only thing that will end it is the end of the world, and we will broadcast near my God to thee, the American flag. Is that what he said? I never he heard about that. He said that. Yeah. Oh. Well, this is, this is exactly what it is, because the video got leaked online this weekend, and it really is just like this fucking concert band by this like swimming pool in front of a mansion or something like that. Maybe okay. it's like a Ted Turner's house playing near my God to thee. And that is supposed to be the last thing that, like, everyone watching CNN will will hear before they get blown up by God knows what or an asteroid crushes the planet or something yeah. like that. But there's just fucking... I don't know, like, near my God to thee, you're really going to pull the Titanic metaphor for the whole planet? Like, this kind of fucked up political thing where, like, all the, you know, all the third class are all downtrodden, the only people that survive are the rich and... Just pretty much, I don't know. That just kind of cracked me up. It, at that moment in time, much more likely than any sort of asteroid-based scenario was that humanity would annihilate itself. In well, which that's case, what I'm Titanic like, that was the height of the nuclear crisis. Metaphor. Yeah. Now, let's be honest. I think we're. Have you noticed that all post-apocalyptic scenarios have moved well away from like volcanoes or floods, and it's really just like, yeah, disease. We're gonna fuck that up. Uh, technology. We're gonna fuck that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no more gas. We're gonna freak out. We're gonna fuck that what's, up. What's the boy Howdy video sign off gonna be? <laughs> we need to. We Annie, just in case something happens, we should probably come up with a boy Howdy like like end of humanity sign off episode. It'll be um the uh, <laughs> American us in our bunker, just to hold up with our Lego and Legend of Korra Blu-rays, talking about like what was the coolest stuff humanity invented. It will be um, the American anthem, but it will be a version of it done, made entirely out of samples of you and I going, yeah, 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 yeah. I do yeah, like the idea yeah, yeah. of us just recording a doomsday episode that is us just talking about the coolest stuff ever invented by human hands. <laughs> just us cataloging humanity's achievements in terms of like, what was the best Lego set? 
What was so how oh in terms God. of like human achievement, where does Star Wars really rank? Bill, don't say that out loud because that makes me feel even more like I'm wasting my life. Why? No, it's a good thing. Entertaining yourself. Hey, we are the smartest generation of human beings to ever exist. I Not know, us, so me and we're you spending specifically. money on like petroleum-based plastics that we can put- That is a you know what? I wonder if people go after Lego. Because they use so much fucking plastic. This is pure anti... Like, whatever you do to, like, help the uh, help the environment is completely offset by the fact that if you've ever bought a Lego toy, you've pretty yeah. much murdered half a rainforest right there. Dear Lord. Ugh. Uh, anyway. I'm going to move on to the next thing because I'm sad now. Exactly, uh, yeah. Uncharted 4 details in Game Informer. Now, I haven't read any of these, so well, here we go. Well, this isn't super spoilerific, but go ahead. Uh, Drake thought his brother Blake was dead, which we can presume from his action. I, I, I was really surprised when they started talking about, are you making a joke? No. No, this is serious. I mean, this is all this is You're, all over the that, internet. The f- smile. I, I, mean, I couldn't tell that was. I a did. Sp- I did make up the name of his okay, brother. Okay, I was Blake. about to say like, there's no way the character's name is Blake. Blake Drake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's serious. So that it is that everything else is legit. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, this drove a lot of Drake's reckless behavior in previous games. Also, Kurt Russell would cameo as Drake's father, and Paul Hollywood will play his uncle. Because his dad's name would be Snake Drake. And how and does Paul, Paul Hollywood get in there? Would be either Cake Drake or Bake Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hollywood being one of the judges from the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Bill, I don't know if you could have a more niche joke. Oh my gosh. Good job. Bake good job, Drake. And he's just so angry about people not being able to mix their eggs correctly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so, yeah, that, I mean, I, did, I would have added more details, but I didn't want to spoil, spoil you, but supposedly that's kind of, like, the one of the emotional things that's revealed in the game, is that, like, yeah. And I don't know if Drake's supposed to be angry at his brother, or what actually happened to his brother, but, like, I did like the idea that that would, like, it's gonna tie into, like, Drake's behavior in the previous games. It's not just gonna be like, oh, my brother, how you doing? I thought you were dead. I guess it's gonna be, like, a nice big, I don't know, we'll see. Interesting. Is that Nate, is that Druckmann? Those guys are in charge of Uncharted for the Lost yes. Last of Us guys, right? Bruce Staley and Neil Druckmann, the two creative leads of The Last of Us. Okay, are now we'll see what happens. Driving the Uncharted ship. I mean, ship. it's it's Drake having a brother who he thought he was dead coming back to life is that could be cheesy. It is kind of like the cousin Bill. Bill, it's Uncharted. I know. This is not like I as love opposed Uncharted. to its previous well-grounded storytelling. Yeah, I'm just saying. At the end of the day, it's about a dude who goes to find a magical object. But guess what? That magical object is magical. <laughs> you know what? You know it's gonna turn out the magical object they find in this game brings back everyone's dead brothers. <laughs> and so, like, instead of like ice zombies, that's gonna be the mystical thing that they have to fight at the end. Is just like reanimate corpses of everyone's like brothers and sisters at the end of the game. At the end of the day, I, all I want from an Uncharted Four game is to have fun with my friend Nathan Drake and Last of Us for all of its grim darkery at the end of the day I had fun with those characters that's all yeah. I want is well f- did you hear about uh, uh, Sully and Ellie was it not Ellie wait who were the characters from the first uh, Elaine 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 I'm confused I'm already getting confused with Ellie from Last of Us uh, did you hear because Drake goes crazy because he thought his brother's dead and comes back to life he actually uh, cuts up and sews together uh, Sully and Ellen into the same per- into like a Frankenstein friend slash lover that he doesn't I'm know then what to do with. Officially, not talking to you about this anymore. <laughs> I will say out loud what I would like in an ideal world from an Uncharted game. I would like to have playable Elaine. Oh, um, only in multiplayer. 
It will never happen Although because the core the of what Ellie. Uncharted is, the core of what Uncharted, well, the, uh, Last of Us is very different because why well, no, 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 The no. Last of Us is really Ellie's origin story, mm-hmm. whereas Uncharted is the story of Drake. Drake is Uncharted just in the way that Indiana Jones is Indiana Jones. I accept that, but if you want to evolve that franchise, I want to be the other people in that world in addition to Nate. I want Man. Nate to be out and I want uh, to be imperiled and have our friends come and save him a little bit. I want I, the I, game to start off with Drake at his brother's funeral, and he's just called Wake Drake. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Rumors broke this week that not only would all four Star Wars movies be released digitally this May, in time for May the 4th, but that the first wave of The Force Awakens Lego sets will hit star shelves on September 4th. Uh, yeah, not just, and it turns out, uh, when I first typed this, it, it, the rumor was that all the Lego sets would start coming out, uh, uh, on September 4th for the new Star Wars movie, but it sounds like it's not just going to be Lego, but that's when all the new st- uh, mar- merchandise for the new Star Wars movie is going to hit the shelves, which that's more than three months ahead of the movie coming out. I was going to say, what is the release date for the movie? It's the end of December. Okay. It's It's almost four months away from, like, if they're going to actually have all these toys on the shelves. This actually, I mean, I'm Bill, just like, man. imagine this, if you will. You are a toy manufacturer. Your job know, is to get parents to buy toys for their children. Are you going to come out after Christmas? Fuck Why no. Why not? What are you going to do? December 26th, here's our Star Wars toys. Just yeah. in time for, oh shit, we fucked up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, in September, I mean, that's that's when the holiday shop, well, not mm-hmm. when the ho- holiday shopping season starts, but that's when... Um, that for 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 uh, for stores and stuff like that. That's essentially yeah. when they start stocking stuff for the holidays. I mean, that's why all the big uh, ho- holiday video games always start coming out like in, in in September. But man, that's just like, and also especially if May the fourth, if this year's May the fourth is when they're going to start pushing Star Wars stuff. Like even the spoiler stuff for the new Star Wars movie aside, is like, can I really deal with like wall to wall Star Wars? Because even oh man, even if May the fourth. Even if it's only May the 4th, you know they're going to, like, the lead-up to May the 4th, there's going to be, like, two or three months of, like, oh, my God, what are they going to do for May the 4th and all kind of merchandising yeah. and marketing for that. And so we've got pretty much got maybe to the end of February before the rest of the year just turns into pure Star Wars just marketing and shit like that. Yeah. Even if you're not really tied into the online nerd community or anything like that, I fucking love Star Wars. I am actually legitimately excited for the new Star Wars movie, and even I'm just, like... Pretty Ooh. fatigued. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, this is going to be fucking rough. We'll see We'll see if they actually manage to fucking beat this goosling, the golden egg to death, by December 18th when the, the new movie comes out. But It'll be really cute, Bill, if in about nine months you are, you are instead of being all burned out, you're just whipped into the oh, most I am just fucking right to shooting fervor. out my eyeballs. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh, I've like almost like vibrated into the next plane. Not just not just from like all the new movie stuff, but just from Star Wars stuff in general. Exactly, oh because look, there's there's going to be like an increased conversation in Star Wars. Bill, I'll say this: over the last thirty five years, when have you gotten tired of Star Wars? <laughs> That's a good point. Exactly. I've gone through like brand new Star Wars sequel books, like in the early nineties, to like fucking special editions coming out to the fucking prequels survive that and like yeah it's not like i haven't ridden on this fucking train before when in your life have you said oh well that's not even me but i feel bad for people like you who you dig star wars 
But you're not breathing and shitting Star Wars as much as someone like me, who you have to, not only do you have to put up with whatever Star Wars stuff is already out there floating around in pop culture, but you have to deal with friends like me who are already going, <laughs> lightsabers. I will you say know. this, Bill. I will say this also. Guess what? People on the fringes of nerd culture are used to dealing with people freak I out about know, Star Wars. Again, this is something we've had a lot of practice with. Do you know what it is to be a nerd who is sort of interested in Star Trek and Star Wars, but not really, and be part of nerd culture? That's, that's even worse than actually being hardcore interested in that stuff, being constantly disappointed in it, but... It's, it's just like I am I'm used to this dance my friend it's like being I'm a part of video game culture even though most video cult, game culture is not for me this is a dance I, I know very well you know the terrible thing is I have to say in all honest, honesty if someone came up to me right now and said hey Bill I'm going to put you in Christ, Christ, well, cryostasis until mm-hmm. December 18th you would lose a year of your life and not see anyone you love or hear from anyone you love for the better part of that year if we're going to put you in crisis, you have to choose. You have to do this by the end of next week. Make your choice. I would probably say yes. <laughs> Not just so I can yeah. go into new Star Wars to avoid spoilers, but like you said, to avoid all this stuff and have it be news. Like if suddenly not, yeah. not, not only am I going to the theater on December 18th going, I don't know anything about this movie, but then I'm like, oh my God, they actually put out like a fucking life-size Millennium Falcon Lego kit that cost yeah. $4 million. You know, yeah. some kind of shit like that. But um, well, I, anyway, aside from that stuff, yeah, it is interesting that like it may, totally makes sense they would turn the May the 4th bullshit into a big marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like that's when they're really going to be pumping up all the stuff for, uh, about the original trilogy. Um, I always expected that they would re-release the original movies in theaters sometime this summer. But it sounds like instead of doing that, they're just going to have a digital release. Which I totally forgot. You can't buy Star Wars on iTunes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way you can buy Star Wars is if you buy the Blu-rays right now. Mm-hmm. And it totally makes sense that they would, like... Um, especially since this wouldn't have to compete with any of the Disney movies uh, Disney is coming out with this summer if they just mm-hmm. had, like, a digital release of stuff. It doesn't, like, interfere with any kind of, like... I don't know. It, it totally makes sense they would do a digital thing like that. It's mostly they're coming going to come out with, like, uh, like, more movies and comic books that day and all kinds of shit like that, too. But I don't know. Before it goes back in the Disney vault. <laughs> For seven years. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't even think about they could pull, start pulling that shit, too. They, but, the, um, the vault is open, my friend. It's called downloadable content. But it's September sick. 4th, I hope... Man, this... I, I already went through this for the prequels where I'm like, I hope they don't put too, make toys out of anything that's too spoilery before the movie actually comes out. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm yeah. assuming we'll probably get the first big Star Wars trailer, too, for the, ne- for the next movie. That'll probably be on May the 4th. And Well, I know also during May the 4th they're also having the big Star Wars celebration convention, so uh-huh. I'm sure, like, all yeah. kinds of... Actually, that'll probably be where the, the trailer first debuts and... I don't know. That's that seems to be the timeline for Star Wars stuff. The first big bump in May, and then September fourth, and after September fourth, it's just going to be wall to wall Star Wars for the rest of the year. So. Yeah. Urgh. The Lego Movie sequel will be about the real world kid four years later, and his relationship to the Legos he grew play, up playing with, and Emmett's existential crisis stemming from seeing the real world at the end of the first movie. That That's actually totally... really delighted me. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that totally makes it. like that actually is a sequel, and that it's not just more start like you know they're they're continuing the story, which totally makes sense." So yeah. where this came from was an interview with either Phil Lord or Chris Miller, who were the uh, they were the writers and directors of <laughs> the, the two headed monster that makes these movies. Uh, of the Lego movie. And it came out that they are going to write it. While the direction is going to go to um, 
Uh, I believe his name is Chris McKay, who was the animation director of the, oh, they, the first movie. Did they specifically say that? Because I know he's directing the Lego Batman movie, too. He's directing the sequel. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, 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 okay. But uh, anyway, they are not there. But they, this just came out that they are writing the movie. Because they had said, we had said pretty much everything we intended to say with the first Lego movie. And we weren't really. But then we came up with this concept of, well, you know, what happens in four years. And yeah. Emmett is dealing. I do love the idea of Emmett has seen that all of his reality is in fact literally a construct. <laughs> Which in the movie he kind of brushes it off. But then again, yeah. he's also fight, facing the end of the world. So he, he barely managed to save his world at the end of the first movie. So it makes sense yeah. that now that the world saved now he has time to go okay well what the fuck is this world like what the hell am i actually living in which that's that is very cute that's kind of amazing um that's interesting it'll be interesting because i know the phil lord and chris miller are also talking to about how the next movie is supposed to have more female characters and have more of a not a feminist bent but like they're supposed to be more female friendly kind of females females Uh, females (laughs) supposed to be more appealing to females Uh, clothed females um, so it'll be kind of, I'm like, well, this is the other thing, like, is his little sister ha- gonna have grown up and now maybe his past, well, also Toy Story 3 kind of dealt with this a little bit too, with like an eight kid aging and kind of like his, I don't know, how he deals with the toys that he grew up with and I don't, we'll see, I don't know, we'll see what happens, but it's, it's definitely not a bad idea for the Lego sequel. Uh, it's just cute. I love. I really love and respect those guys. I'm curious to see what they come up with. Did you see the new trailer for their TV show, The Last Man on Earth? No, I've actually been in the dark and about that. Why is it pretty good? This this show. This, so they're working on a TV show called The Last Man on Earth, which Will Forte plays the Last Man on Earth, whose name I believe is Phil Miller, which I think is kind of <laughs> fucking fantastic. Fucking retarded. And they just released a new trailer this week that talks about as the Last Man on Earth, he is the best. And everything. So he's like the best plumber, <laughs> that's the best great, yeah. art collector. It, it's a really great trailer. It's <laughs> the best really art funny. collector. Yeah, oh, it's cute. it's it's a fucking great. I'm looking for that garbage. When does that come out? I think in March. Yeah, we're we're coming kind of that time of year where either shows are coming back from their Christmas hiatus or. You know, I saw something. I, I think Parks and Recreation actually comes back by the end of the month. I heard originally they were talking about it was going to get cast off to February, but supposedly mm-hmm. it sounds like. Actually, maybe even this week. I'll have to double check. Yeah. Um, Last Man on Earth will start airing on March 1st. You know what I was thinking about randomly? I'm really looking forward to... Annie, this Tuesday. What about this Tuesday? This Tuesday is when... Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, this Tuesday, two episodes entitled 2017 and Ron and Jammy. First... Oh, Parks and Recreation? Yes. Oh, good. Oh, man. Uh, So that'll be 2017, Ron and Jammy, Leslie and Ron, Grizzlebox, Save JJ's. I'm just reading off the episode title list. I don't, don't, don't tell me anything. Save JJ's is kind of a small, no. I forgot the the way the last episode of Parks and Recreation ended. I hope they're all wearing Jetsons rings and shit like that around their clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it takes place two years in the future. They did a three-year time jump, so they... So uh, Leslie Nope doesn't have to have be running around with, like little toddlers and shit the whole time, which so I thought good. was also. I love that's the whole justification for time, Parks and Recreation having a time jump, it's so they don't one. have to worry with yeah, have to put up with little kids. It's a good one. All right, friends, we have more news. Believe it or not, a real estate agent has made a pretty compelling argument, complete with a map of activities around town, as to why Portland would make a great location for a Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah, he made like a little Grand Theft Auto style map of Portland, showing where all like. Oh, where all the strip clubs and donut shops are located, yeah. like which I thought was a pretty goddamn cute. Mm-hmm. And 
which, which is funny because the real estate agent, I don't get the idea, I don't get the feeling that he's much of a gamer or he didn't think this all the way through. But it's perfect because we're hemmed in by like a desert, uh, snow-filled mountains, a gorge. Yeah. There really is Springfield from The Simpsons, and that 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 we're only two hours away from pretty much every fucking. I think there's a rainforest out there that like there's a, there's a tiny rainforest too or something, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got big forests, you got fucking mountains you can climb and jump off of. You got strippers and hookers and all kinds of whack jobs, fucking meth addicts out in the forest blowing up stuff. And it would actually, I mean, it's, 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 especially if GTA is trying to get back to the more kind of like the natural scaled world, it's not trying to be like, that would not be the worst idea for a GTA game. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You can run over people waiting in line of Voodoo Donuts. It'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. It would be, it would be interesting. I'm just then again, yeah. Portland is. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, okay. It would just be weird. <laughs> I can't tell if you're disinterested in this news or if you're just kind of trying to parse, like, how that would work. Well, no, I'm just thinking, because, yeah. like, Portland, Portland has gang and drug issues, but Portland is fascinating because half of Portland is in denial about everything that is wrong with Portland. We have, yeah, like, this got, rosy... Yeah, you got twee Portland versus, like, real Portland. Yeah, versus actual Portland, which is, which yeah, is, where is right for... people actually live and work and die and breathe and actually do stuff. It's ripe for really just savvy, emotionally intelligent rock star humor to skewer. I'll you really could, that. yeah. I mean, not just Portlandia jokes, too, but, like... I mean, Grand could do a lot of that shit, too, but... So that's most mostly interesting just to us. It's got, it makes bad for bad Geek Week and Review news, but for us, it's kind of like... The most important part of the Geek Week news review right oh, now... Oh, God, this is earth-shattering news. Friends, buddies, pals, you can now buy Girl Scout cookies online! Yeah! Did you hear about this, or are you just reading about this for the first time yourself? I did not know about this. This is astonishing. So, Girl Scout cookie season has just started as of this weekend. Uh, yeah, so the Girl Scout Cookies, uh, Girl Scout Cookie Company, what are the fuck? Is it just called the Girl Scouts? <laughs> they should actually just change the name of the Girl Scouts to the Girl, Girl Scout, Scout Cookie, Cookie Company Incorporated. Um, no, the Girl Scouts now make it so that if you go to the Girl Scout website, um, instead of having to go out and hunt down small children to buy cookies from, <laughs> which is not legal for some people like me, um, you can actually have them delivered to your house now. Um, the process really is just go to the website, um, type in your zip code. The website tells you which, like, faction of the Girl Scouts okay. manages your area. Okay. And they will get in touch with you about how they're going to get cookies to you. I don't know if they mail Is them that to you. how it works? Okay. Because I'm wondering about that. Because, of course, the context is, especially this is for our non-American listeners, the Girl Scouts, you know, it's just a little organization here in America where, a little, where it's like, you know, to let girls do things, like, varying from crafts, but also to, like, learn about small businesses and stuff. And the idea yeah. behind Girl Scout cookies is that you learn responsibility and, and you know, and and sales and and accounting and it's an opportunity to have a real learning experience that as soon as i heard that they were gonna sell the cookies online this is very different from saying that you contact them saying you want cookies and the girl scouts come to you yeah so you're still dealing with actual people which like i said can be scary (laughs) <laughs> but it's, even if there are little kids but yeah so i'm not quite sure what they're gonna do i'm and like i'm like do you have to come to my house or do i have to hide what's going on <laughs> can you just drop off 40 boxes of catalogs just pat just drop off a pallet in my driveway well that's the thing now was more accepted to like hog out because like when you're <laughs> buying cookies when you're just like walking down the street you can't just say give me everything <laughs> 
now you kind of be like, can, can you like what? <laughs> when, yeah, when you're asking, when you're requesting the Girl Scouts to get in touch with you, and your first question is like, how physically, how much cookies can you drop off? <laughs> like, yeah, when you're negotiating. The, Instead the, the of saying, may yeah, I please have buy? two boxes, you can just say, how many boxes do you got? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. All, oh, you turn, suddenly turn into the Ron from Arrested, from uh, Parks and Recreation. It's exactly. like, give me all your eggs. Exactly. No, I said literally, give me all your eggs. Uh, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? I, in my old age, I have learned to love the ones with the coconut. Oh, you son of a bitch. Those are the worst ones. I like the coconutty ones. I like the um, the peanut butter ones. And, of course, yeah. I like the Thin Mints. Thin so. Mints are good, too. Um, man, it's funny. No one seems to know what the cookies are named because the names change depending on the region that you're from. And so, like, if, like, the peanut butter ones, depending on where you're from, they're, like, Tagalongs versus, like, yeah. well, peanut no, butter see, the Tagalongs or... are the peanut butter flavored ones, whereas I like the ones that are, like, peanut butter with chocolate over them. That, though, those are, no, I could score those with Tagalongs. No, Tagalongs are the peanut butter flavored. I like the Samoas. Those are my favorite. Hold on. Girl Scout Tagalongs. Oh, okay, no, we gotta look this shit up. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, excuse me, Bill. You are right. The Tagalongs are the ones I'm thinking of. They're also known as peanut butter patties. You owned my bitch ass, Bill. Oh, so you like the caramel delight slash Samoas. They're also called caramel, del- caramel delights. Man, I had the realization this week, all at once, that the reason why I fucking hate caramel, the re- the, what made me think of this is that there's a joke on on uh, Thirty Rock where uh, Jane Krasinski said pronounces the word camera, camera, and it makes me laugh every time because it's just some bullshit continental accent, and I yeah. suddenly realized that's why I hate. Caramel. Caramel. <laughs> that sounds what... like in my mind's eye. <laughs> oh my fucking god, caramel. Not fucking Catherine Hepburn. How do you explain coupons? Coupons. coupons. Not coupons. Coupons. You, you, get, you cut out the coupons for your Bill, caramels. Do you, you say don't that fucking pigeons... cut out the coupons for your caramels. Bill, do pigeons flew the coup? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different word construction. Uh-huh. But it is like, um, uh huh. You do not eat soup. Wait, soup. Coupon. <laughs> soup. Yeah, it's not. It's soup. soup. It's not soup. <laughs> I hate you. Oh anyway, you're talking about Girl Scouts. Uh, we can buy their cookies. It's pretty good. Yeah, you have them delivered to your door one way or the other. So that's just yeah. Diabetes are going to skyrocket across America. This 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 this. this Thank spring. God, because I'm not fat enough. I'm really oh, glad. You know what's really about. good is the dosi dose slash peanut butter sandwiches. Last year that they, they I had those for the first time. They're actually those are good. It's peanut butter. You can't go wrong with peanut butter. It's yeah. just the peanut butter. Those are the peanut butter ones that just yes. don't have the chocolate. But it's yeah, that was the ones I was thinking of. Thinking that you were identifying it. Cookies. Goddamn cookies. Thank God we're going to get some more cookies because I was concerned about my sugar intake. Yeah, especially now that we all just finished our Swiss colony bullshit. Now we have to start worrying about, like, oh my God, how many Girl Scout cookies are going to get? Oh, man. A Bioware employee posted the first animation uh, test for Commander Shepard this week, showing that Shepard was originally a femshep from the get go. Mm -hmm. Which I thought that was great uh, confirmation that femshep is default shep. Yeah. Male Shep is is the stupid one. Yep. Male Shep is wrong Shep. It was fucked up, though. The animation test was uh, Femme Shep hot-dogging a gun, though. I don't know what hot-dogging means in that instance, and I don't want to know. It really, if you just think about it for no, 10 seconds. No, you... don't want to know. 
but the thing is, is that uh, the 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 implication I got from that was that it wasn't an animation test for the game. It was them doing a animation test to get a job at Bioware. That's how I read that. Oh, was it? Maybe oh, because was... the way the, when I first heard it, and the way it got passed around after I read it was this is there. This is Bioware itself, its own in-house. I don't know. Do you think this is the first piece of inaccurate news we've ever posted? I'm kind of concerned now. Maybe this is, we've broken our CNN quality of tradition. Traditional Actually, quality. Bill, it's about ethics and the geek we <laughs> This is it. We're finally... Oh, my God. Yeah, now we can't be part of Gamergate no more. We just fuck it all up. Jesus Christ. Uh... Lambert from Alien was trans. Okay, explain this to us. So, I barely remember who Lambert is. Is Lambert an alien? Lambert is the worst character to ever appear in an alien movie. Uh, So, Lambert is essentially the other lady from the first alien movie. Okay. Oh, that's right. She's the one who screams a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, they, um, was it a still from Aliens? Is that what it was? Yeah, so at the beginning of Aliens, there's a bit where uh, the company that owns the ship that got blown up at the end of Alien is essentially just uh, interrogating Sigourney Weaver about, like, why'd you blow up our ship? Wait, what? A fucking alien? What the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And while they're talking, in the background, they actually showed, like, you know, the character profiles from all the characters from the first film. And this is something which I thought at first it was a fake. I thought it was a Photoshop manipulation at first. But no, it turns out this is a legitimate thing that people have been talking about for years. Is that uh, when the other lady, Lambert, her character profile shows up, it starts off saying just a little quick little thing about how she was originally a man, now she's a lady, blah, 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 something. What are, it's the science fiction lingo version Or I think that. they say that, that she was born intersex. Or, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it's, 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 but cool. it, yeah. Well, I think it was also kind of interesting too, because it's, it's, it's a sequel made by different people kind of retroactively kind of like yeah. changing, I don't know, whatever. It's, 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 I don't know. I thought that was, and I'd never heard about that before. Yeah, me either. It was interesting that that just started floating around online, mimetically floating around. But it is unfortunate that is, the, the, oh man, of all the characters, I'd rather find out that fucking Yafakoto was trans. But I thought it's still interesting, yeah. yeah so. It's a neat it's a neat little thing. It's not often you find that oh by the way, this character is trans. It's a nice yeah, which thing I wish to have that more often in media. You know, yeah. Yeah. Gary No, go ahead. Gary Witta is off of Star Wars and it sounds like the guy directing the other standalone Star Wars movie may get the boot too. So Gary Witta, he wrote he so he's a big thing. He got to start actually right in the game journalism industry. He like edited like he was, like, the chief editor of, like, PC Gaming Monthly or something mm-hmm. like that. And somehow he wound up writing screenplays in Hollywood. He has written No, he wrote t- The Book of Eli, right? He has written some terrible fucking movies. And he did some <laughs> writing for The Walking Dead Season 1. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I, he's never written anything that didn't make me want to kill myself. Granted, who knows how much that's him versus, like, you know, whoever his co-writers were and stuff like that. And uh, it turns out, yeah, a year ago, he was announced to be the, f- the writer of the first standalone new Star Wars movie. You know, not nothing regarding the Skywalkers or anything like that, but probably like a Boba Fett movie or Han Solo movie or something like that. And, uh, yeah, they announced that he is no longer working on that movie now. Um, no one's quite sure if he got booted off the movie or maybe he was just signed on only for a year to work on the movie, but now he's gone. But it's just a big thing just because it was somebody who you wouldn't expect writing a Star Wars movie it was a big thing, especially on the online geek community, because he is, like, you know, he's a geek. Especially with me following a whole bunch of game journalism people online. Yeah. A lot of people were freaking out, because essentially, like, it's it's like if one of the guys from Giant Bomb was suddenly writing a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. You're like, you're like, that's interesting. Not quite sure how they got that job, but 
But yeah, so he has been kicked off in there, and now we're officially looking for more writers. Um, What's in- most interesting to me is, like, are, don't they have a really aggressive timeline for these films? Yeah, exactly. It, it, well, it's all part of the, the, the Mar- like, the, the, the Disney Marvel kind of thing, where all these yeah. movies are very specifically slated. This movie's supposed to come out, uh, not, it's supposed to come out next year. Because See, that's gonna... my thing. I'm like, how the fuck? What do you mean their screenwriter has been fired? That does not bode well. Because I guarantee you, like, those sets are already in... Made, made I know! Built. That's what's supposed to be the movie, right? Because they have to start filming this year to get it out next year. They have to start yeah. filming essentially by this summer. Yeah. Essentially, you're going to have a... Like, because they're going to keep on knocking out a Star Wars movie every year for, like, the next five or six years, you're going to have a new Star Wars filming every summer, which means, yeah, they pretty much have to start, like, yeah. So, Annie, if you want to, you could pretty much... <laughs> they're they're probably so desperate looking for a new writer right now. You, they yeah, if you submit your resume right now, they might actually kind of go. Hmm. We open on a planet called Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, supposedly Gary would have got uh, kicked off because he kept on trying to make uh, Yoda trans. And it was that joke is not a good joke. Just, I'm gonna cut you off right there. That's not funny. Calling it, Bill. Nope, cutting you off. It's, hey! It is Yoda, not Yoda. To be the world's most detailed Millennium Falcon model will be available in parts that get mailed to you as a hundred issue subscription. What? Can you tell Bill was in charge of the Geek Week News Review this week? What does that oh, mean? Before, yes, before we talk about the Millennium Falcon, well, actually, let's talk about the Millennium Falcon thing too. Um, the Millennium. So this is this is only available in the UK, which fucking kills me. So this is a thing where. Uh, every week you get a little magazine mailed to you along with a piece of this Millennium Falcon model. It's already pre-painted, pre-everything okay. that you need into it. You just glue it onto whatever you got last week. And over the course of 100 issues, you will have built an entire scale model of the Millennium Falcon, specifically designed to be the same scale and detail of, like, the big, uh, hero model from The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. With, like, interior bits and lighting? Huh. And someone did the math, and uh, over 100 issues, uh, however much each issue costs, this model will cost you, was it $1,400? But the funny thing is, if I lived in the UK, I would fucking be on that shit in a heartbeat. Because this does, like, according, like, assuming they don't, like, cancel the magazine slash subscription or whatever the hell, this is supposed to be halfway through and everyone's stuck with, like, a half-built Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, It does look like it should be a pretty nice model. But I this is a great way to start selling stuff where we're not going to sell you the whole thing right now. You just have to build it yourself over the course of like two years. Well, it's not, it's like, it's like, um, uh, this is, this tells you what kind of nerd I am. My first thought was, oh, it's like the Audubon model. What's you the know? Audubon model? Uh, what was his name? Richard Audubon or whatever, where you'd have like a portfolio where some, we would do like, he did like these large scale watercolor paintings of birds and you would just get, you would be a subscription thing, and you would get, like, one a month, and then at the end of it, you would have a book of these beautiful watercolors. Oh, yeah, animals. I could see that being kind of similar thing, yeah. It's like, but that was, like, in the late 1800s or whenever. Yeah. I, my mom somewhere is shaking her fist at me because she, she's worked with this collection. <laughs> I think I've heard about that stuff before, but, yeah, yeah it's it just, like, yeah. It's intriguing. Um... But yeah. So anyway, Bill, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something about the other director? Oh uh, no. Star so Wars yeah, the other director. Uh, so the thing right before this, there were so there's two announced Star Wars standalone movies. Uh, too. Uh, there's the first one that was being written by Gary Whitta, and there's the second one that's supposed to come out between like episodes two and three of the new Star Wars trilogy. 
the, it was announced that the director of the second standalone Star Wars movie is the guy who's who directed the new Fantastic Four movie that's coming out later this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not heard about this until this Gary Wood news broke because supposedly that that guy is pretty much doomed to get fired from the, his Star Wars movie. Yeah. It sounds like this guy is a fucking psycho nutcase. Um, supposedly he went crazy, uh, showed up to the set every day of the Fantastic Four movie that he just finished directing, high as a fucking kite, and just trashed uh, the house that the, the Fox rented for him. Okay. And supposedly he's just like, there's all this shit going on in Hollywood to talk about he, something, whatever happened to him making that Fantastic Four movie, he lost his fucking mind. And so secretly, supposedly, uh, Disney was also looking for another director to replace him on that Star that Star Wars movie too. So, uh, they should. I still want them to get in touch with Edgar Wright to write and direct one of these goddamn movies. Man, that would be great. That would be perfect. But anyway, so that's man. This really did turn into Star Wars Week in news and review. But <laughs> and what else? Anything interesting in your life? That's inevitable. No, Bill, you cannot feel any shame. You fly that Star Wars flag, my friend, because you better fly it now because it's gonna keep flying for the next fucking six years. <laughs> God, I'm like Kiff from Futurama, <laughs> just going. I love Star Wars, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get rough even for Bill Mudger in the next like year and a half um, friends let's buckle down get ready for the Star Wars ride of our lives cause we're going on it whether we want it or not Ugh. friends this was as always the Boy Hattie Podcast or at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter howdy at boyhattiepodcast.com is a good way to contact us you can also use the contact form at boyhattiepodcast.com to get in touch with us we love you you're wonderful people have a good week Pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down, pistol pack and mama, lay that pistol.